Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, featuring Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Hello, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside of me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. That's right, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world. Make sure you check out the website, CannabisTalk101.com. we got so many great articles and blogs on the site for you to check out, and make sure you check out the Cannabis Talk magazine that's on the link there, too. Feel free to call us anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Check out the IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101. My brother from another mother, Blue Right here is at the number one christopher wright hello and i am at joe grande 52 and i don't know if you guys seen the latest edition of the cannabis talk magazine but i seen the new one that's coming out the cover well hello boy it's official (laughs) like a referee with a whistle yes sir some great articles though very cool stories on it get yourself a hard copy today at your local dispensary or smoke shop near you if they don't have one have them hit us up and request it that same number 1-800-420-1980 or go check out the magazine online at cannabistalkmagazine.com and subscribe now our guest on the show is not only a model for the plus size uh, GQ uh, big and tall male yeah. magazine. Was that Joe Grande? No, I, I lost it. Greg took it away from me. Greg McCluskey, the founder and CEO of the Bear Flag Group. Now they manufacture co-pack and white label cannabis products. They take your business to the next level, folks. Bear Flag manufactures award-winning cannabis products for your brand or dispensary and works with your team to launch brands in California by providing education, facilities, partnerships, and other methods for delivering a successful product to the market. Their exceptional quality and service has led to many word of mouth referrals as we have ourselves. I love what David Lofglaus, the owner of Misty Mountain, said about the Bear Flag Group. He says, Bear Flag Manufacturing made entering the California market easy from formulating production from distribution and retail, the team is top-notch. Now, this is a quote from him. They are finalizing plans on their new 10,000-square-foot building that we're going to talk about a little bit here. They're building a deck to raise money for their next project that includes a hotel mental health facility. So they're trying to help the community, folks. A hemp facility and 50% canopy grows on 
15 acres next to their current facilities and they'll be launching their brand rooster and will be launching their podcast sincerely cannabis make sure you check out their website bearflaggroup.com i want to shout out albert isabel and amanda all from the team there but everybody here please welcome greg to the team yeah welcome greg thank you for having me no brother it's so good to have you here and you know, I, I want to hear your story, and I've done some research on you, and I, and I love that you're just such a great dude, and every time I see you, you actually make me smile, you and Albert around here, but one of the things I noticed about you is you come from a religious background, which you're a, a Mormon, and an ex-Mormon at that. You served on missions for a long time for the LDS Church. I don't know if the ex. Is the word supposed yeah, to be ex? It, it is. is. I, if you're not active. ex. Okay, yeah. there it is. There's yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reading about what he says. He says ex-Mormon. There's active, inactive, and then there's ex. Get the mic a little closer to you. There you go. There you Act go. like it's a cheeseburger. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> said, eat it. Ah. How, how old? I mean, and then how did you end up, though, in the cannabis business slinging dope? Because you go from the Mormons <laughs> to like go, pushing Joe. out flour. Is this what kicked you out or you left because you wanted to know? I know there's got to be a big story because in my opinion, you know, I've met a lot of Mormons and they're great. You know what I mean? It's Some of the best like people I've ever yeah, exactly, worked with in my life. Me too. Life, and and that's why I say this and Straight I want to know more about yeah, it yeah. because I, I like the... I like a lot of religions and I like a lot of things about a lot of different religions. I choose Christianity, but I've been to mosques. I've been to uh, uh, temples. I, I've been to B- Buddhist uh, temples as well. And, and I respect and, and I love it. So I want to hear your journey on how you became an ex and even what led you into it. Yeah, I love Mormons. I don't love the church. And, you know, that's where I'm at. Most of my family's Mormons. Uh, most of my Lifelong friends are Mormons or were Mormons, and so where, where are you from? That you're from. Mormon, you're, that's not a California thing. No, right? I grew up yeah. in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, Boston. So, yeah, so my story is not my, Utah. When I was four years old, my Mor- my parents joined the Mormon Church. They met two missionaries and ended up joining the Mormon Church. And I always joke they're the black sheep of the family. Like they were partying rock stars. Were, were they? Were they really? Then they met the Mormon missionaries. Saved them. Quit all the partying. My dad had. Good. Hasn't touched alcohol in fifty years. Nice. See, and that's great. The Mormon Church. They ain't nothing now they're not twenty four plus because they're Mormons and the rest of their families Irish Catholic. From sure. Boston. Sure. Drinking, smoking yeah. cigarettes <laughs> in the <laughs> house, still yeah. all that stuff. So <laughs> still getting in fights. Yeah. yeah. Come oh. on, Kenny. Hey, Greggy. Let's go. <laughs> you that's know, that's awesome. people ask me all the time because um, you know I'd never you know drank alcohol before I was fifty years old ever. Never even tasted what. It. And people would ask me, well, because it was your Mormon. I said, no, it's because I was Irish Catholic and there was a lot of alcoholics around. Sure. Yeah, sure. And that literally was like the trigger for me to say, mm, I, I just don't want to do that. And so, you know, I didn't wait till I was 50. Right. But I, yeah. I, I mean, and I had drank alcohol before, but I also uh, really didn't like start drinking any alcohol. until I was like 28, you know, you know, didn't it. it for that matter, anything. I was pretty. I mean, I smoked weed before, but you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't try any of the good shit. <laughs> well, sorry guys, I started at six with everything: smoking weed, drinking the whole nine. That's why I've been sober twenty-four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good sign, you know. Yeah. it's a good sign, yeah. you know. So, so you know, keep you, going on this. So, yeah, yeah please yeah. continue. Yeah. Now. So, I mean, at eighteen, um, you know, I jumped in a car and drove to a little town called Rexburg, Idaho and with a, a friend of mine and went to college there and the way the college was sold to me was i was we were sitting around doing nothing working making money i i graduated with a 16 on my act 
2.0 GPA. I was a rock star in high school. I mean, like 2.0. Yeah, exactly. My whole life was. <laughs> That's barely. You could barely was, play sports. I was that rock star too. Me, well, me and you were both rock stars. I, I had a 2.5, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a lot of work. Just to play football. Here's exactly. A, that's it. I just had to pass so I could play football, baseball, rugby. Let's that. go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my whole goal was I could still be on the basketball team with an F and two Ds. Wow. Yeah. So I could start every semester and decide I'm going to flunk that. I'm going to get D in that, D in that. Yeah. And I can still play. Sure. Um, yeah. So at 18, somebody came up to me and said, hey, there's college out in Idaho. They'll take anybody. You need to go to college. There's seven, eight girls to every guy. And That's you're right so by inspiring. Grand Targhee and Jackson Hole, which I love to ski. And I realized my basketball career wasn't going anywhere. I was offered a scholarship or a, an opportunity to play at Massasoit Community College. And I looked at myself, 6'4", white center, wasn't going anywhere. Oh, so you were a bigger yeah. kid then back then, too. You were a pretty thick center. How, how much did you no, weigh? No, no. I weighed 148 pounds a day I graduated. Oh, so you're about 6'5", wow. right? What are you, 6'5"? 6'4". 6'4", yeah. But the problem was I was 6'3", when I was in eighth grade and a freshman. So I was tagged to be the center of the future team. Yeah. And then I never grew. <laughs> and you never got thicker. <laughs> and I never got thicker until much what? later, yeah. 28 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so you go to college there. How was that life for you? Uh, it was amazing. I mean, literally, it was so it's now called BYU-Idaho. Back then it was called Rick's College, and it was a church Mormon-owned school. And that was the first time I was around a lot of Mormons because I was from Boston. I had Mormon friends in Boston, but there's not a lot. And, uh, yeah, I went to college there, skied four days a week. Never. So it was weekends. a Mormon college then. Yeah. So you really yeah. got sucked in then. Oh, yeah. Oh, so well, your parents were real happy. My, oh, my, yeah, my parents were thrilled. They were, they're rigid. They were rigid growing up. Like we, we had tough rules, you know, and let me, let me ask you this. What about like, you know, so when did you actually break away from the church? About what age? Yeah. So about 40, I I left, um, completely long run. Yeah. 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 Long run. Yeah. I I mean, I was probably, I was probably done in my thirties, but you know, you, you're raised. Um, I I hate the word brainwashed. I hate the word cult because a cult is, you know, somebody who, follows religious venerations just about everything's cult by the definition sure and brainwashed no but you have cognizant dissonance and so to think of a world because you're raised that you're chosen people you're right everyone else is wrong this is the true church and there's no fallback position Mm. and so when you're raised with that when you leave the mormon church you're leaving behind you're no longer going to be with your children in heaven. You're no longer going to be with your wife. You can't baptize your children. You can't. That's the story. Yeah. And when you believe Isn't that it, every religion, though, for God's sakes, uh, I mean, not like that level. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, no, Christianity is the only way to heaven. Follow Jesus. Uh, Allah is the only way. Yeah, follow but, yeah, Allah, but a lot of those things have you know, changed. A lot of those things have changed in the religion through the through the new testimonies and. And in and I don't think in Mormons ever like, as a Christian, you can be a wayward Christian. But as long as you have faith and right. grace and belief in Christ, you're, you're forgiven. Go. You're right. going. Yeah. In the Mormon church, it's faith without works is dead. And so oh, they go real hard. Even when that. I was leaving the church, you get a letter that says, don't worry. Um, if you live righteously, you can still be with your children. And like, well, I'm not living righteously according to what your rules are. Right. Like if I follow the, you're you know, screwed. I, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah, and so that 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 like, because I was a true believer. And, like, and I was not a halfway in. I was, uh, 
I went on my mission for two years. Yeah, you I did the whole people. thing. I what was that doors. mission like? Where'd you go? Awesome. It was Dallas, Texas, the belt buckle, the Bible belt. Yeah. Everybody invites what you, did you in do? with what? a smile, really? ready to talk. So are you a door really? knocker? Like, what is that? What is, yeah, what you is knock it on doors. You, I live, mean, you, you don't drive cars, right? You drive, right so most it. people don't have a car, but, you know, look, in life, if you're, if you're good, you figure out how to get a car. Yeah, so yeah, I had a car yeah. for 20 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You figure out if you get in leadership, you get more perks. You get the nice apartment. You get the hard work in companion because you're in twos. Yeah. And you, you, in life, the harder you work, the better things get. So I was only not in a car for four months. But I was an expert. Can you explain that more, please? Because I'm, I'm confused when you say not in a car. Like, because you were such a hardcore Mormon, they said, Greg, you can't drive a car and you chose to believe no, that? No, no, or no. what does that mean? They just put you on a bike in your area and you cruise around your bike and you stop and you knock on doors and you talk to people. And, and that was your your mission for You're two not allowed years? to leave your area. So they give you, let's say um, they tell you your area is Stanton, California. Okay. Right, right, right. You can't leave Stanton. And you don't even have all of Stanton, and you're on a bicycle, and you have an apartment, and you have to stay in that area. You maybe go to a couple That's meetings. It. You stay right there, and you cannot leave. And the you hit that area. whole. So, so let me tell you. So wow. they they came up to to That's give you an, to give you an idea, right? Came to I, I I was I was flipping a house down the street, and um, the Mormons, a couple Mormon guys uh, rolled up, and and I had just emptied this hoarder house, you know, and pull. I just bought the house, I closed escrow on it. I'm emptying the house. And there's this huge pile of just like, you know, everything that was inside this house. I would just like get it out to the front and because I was waiting for the uh, um, uh, the dumpsters to show up. And I was just like, just get it out of the house, get it out of the house, put it right there in the front yard, start a pile. And then as soon as the dumpsters get here the following day, we'll dump it out. Yeah. Double move it. Right. Whatever. I'd get stuff out of the house. I like get the workers working. Right. Yeah. And uh, a couple Mormon boys came up and um, to my house at my actual house, which is not, you know, it's it's about. It's the next city over, but it's, it's a couple miles away, whatever. Yeah, close. Uh, and, and I'm talking to them and I'm like, hey, guys, you know, I was like, because I'll talk to anybody. You know, I'm like the same guy. I open the door. I'll listen to anybody's story. You know, I, I want to hear everything. So the guys, <laughs> they're like, hey, you know, well, I, said, what are you going? I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to head. I have to tomorrow morning. I got to do this. I'm kind of burnt, blah, blah, blah. And so they show up to the pad. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? And then they're like, oh, let us help. And I'm like, nah, I'm a cool dude. Like, don't worry about it, you know? And they're like, no, let us help. They ended up helping me for six weeks, dude. Shut up. I yeah. swear, hey, for they six served. weeks, bro. And they were there every day, dude. And Hold I up, was, I gotta find some Mormons in my hey, and, I, and I kept saying, like, and I'm like, nah, you guys, listen, don't, you know, please don't. I'm buying them lunch, but I but like, they wouldn't take any money from me. Are you and, serious? And, and, and I'd be like, well, let's talk now then, because we're working, right? So let's just, you know, so they were like, not only say praying, they were expressing to me how they were delivering how, you know, the whole thing works, you know? them and, and what their belief system that's what i are. mean man there's some great things about religion and things like that like you know like the service and then just being a part of doing their part of god's work well and, and, and like here's the deal at 19 this is what happens and they were probably in their 19 to 20 you know, yeah, whatever. yeah oh that's I, when you go on your mission at 19 yeah i went at 20 um but most go 18 19 and this is what happens you pay for it so yeah. your family's paying the lds church mormon church 300 dollars a month and then they give you a stipend based on where you're you're living. So, apartments paid for, everything's paid for, and then they give they gave me literally like a hundred and thirty four dollars every month for food. When it runs out, you're out. You rely a month, on not that much. A month. You rely on members yeah. to feed you dinner. You know, Mormons around the area will feed you dinner, lunch, 
And so I tell everybody, when you see these guys, they're genuinely out serving people. Yes. It doesn't hurt you to listen to them, feed them, give them a little money, send can, them on their way. Can you, if, if a, now, you know, you're changing my whole perspective on this. Yeah. They if a Mormon comes to my me. house, can I give them some food and they'll take yeah, it? Yes. 100%. Yeah, they, they will they, love they, 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 they might money. come by every week. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I'll feed them they, every week did, if that's what they're doing. And they did. They did. I'll do that. For six, I didn't six, know that. Almost eight weeks. I think six or eight weeks since I was done with that project. Excuse me. Six or eight weeks since I was done with that project. They were actually at my place, like religiously showing up, popping in. And, and I, they wouldn't take money, but they would take food. Yeah. And they would take food every day. And they're like, no, we're not taking money. It's like, okay. And I would just, they were not doing this for money. We're doing it. You know, and I'd be like, well, here, boom. And I, you know, I bought them, you know. Yeah, they won't, they won't take it for service. But I see them around Ramon every time I see them. I'll fill up their gas tank if they're at the car. I'll give them $20. Wow. So, yeah. So know. can I get personal yeah. and ask, Greg, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Whew. Um, you know, he I got was, high. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Long before this. Um, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, I, I like to be careful and respectful, but um, the truth I, is I, the truth. I'd reached a point where I, I, I didn't believe anymore, and I knew that. You didn't believe the, at all? Or, or you um, didn't believe in that system and the whole, because exactly. those are two big differences in brother. God. Okay. okay. But it, cool, I don't yeah. have a strong belief in a true church. Gotcha. As I I'm, said it I'm to cool my dad, you drop calling it the true church. Then I would consider going back to church. Probably wouldn't though. Um, cause there's too many other problems. Like I, I do not like the way they, uh, so I don't believe in tolerating gay people. Tolerating what? Gay people. So that's one of their favorite things to say is, you know, we tolerate, we, we will tolerate gay people. No, the Bible says, love them, right? Love the sinner, love yourself, love others as you love yourself. Well, the Catholic church had a hard time with it for the longest time. For sure, too. For just, sure. just this year, the Pope came out yeah. in 2023. Like yeah. to think about it just this year, the new Pope finally said something and addressed it. Like you guys are welcome. And it's coming. It's, it's crazy, coming. which is which is really absolutely crazy. To, you know, I, I, dude, I got chills right now on my face. My hair is yeah, because I think yeah. that that only well, the Catholic even, Church I, I is going to get yeah, it. I didn't say it twice. Yeah. You said what? But to me, love people, <laughs> don't tolerate them. Yeah, you love know? everyone. We're all sinners, for God's so, sake. And, and they'll tell you they do, but they they throw. You, you have to listen to what they actually say when they're not sure paying attention. Um, so the other thing that will blow your mind is my wife and I have eight children. And eight, so eight. Very Mormon of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have, we have, you know, when you have eight kids, like, you know, am I supposed to tolerate a kid that isn't flying right, or do I love them? Yeah. Love them. Period. You know, so, and, and then when you start raising these kids, you know, there's things that say in the Mormon Church they don't know they say it, but they'll, you know, if you have sex before you're married, you're like already chewed gum. Yeah. And then I look at them and go, okay, so if a girl gets molested. Are they already chewed gum? Because that's what question. they just heard you say. Sure. No matter what you meant. Right. Right. You can't say this shit to people. <sighs> you know, that's so really difficult. And that's not even getting into the beliefs. Then you go down a rabbit hole and you start examining the beliefs. And I, I would say when Joseph Smith yeah. was proven that the church will in, in the church put out a letter admitting this. And they said, Yes, he had sexual relations with an almost fifteen year old girl. And this was the leader of the Mormon church, the founder. Yeah. And I, and I look at that and, and he was married and uh, I that look means, at that, that and means, I go, OK, but, yeah. an almost 15 year old girl is actually 14 boys. So you're Let's still sugarcoating it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got a problem with that. I got I got six daughters. I got a problem with that. Yeah. Like, stop. You know, so 
as as I moved away from the church, that's and I try. I don't ba- I, like. I have a lot of friends that have left. Um, a lot like they spend a lot of time bashing the church online. I don't do that. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. You're, not, going to, you're not trying to go to war with. I've it. moved yeah. on in my life, but man, it's it still serves some people with. Yeah. Need. And if it works right. for you, God bless. And and, yeah. and let me say this thing. You know, is is that. I, I was I've been on the road you know almost my entire life right since I was 15 you know I've been yeah. on the road and um, you know being on the road and and being on tours I I you know you know I, as you know <laughs> you have to know and I we've talked about this offline is is that Mormons are on the road you know they're yeah. traveling Mormons you know it's like it's almost a, there's a movie on it right but but it's a real thing and I I traveled with so many Mormons on the road you know for so many years and some of the best people I've ever worked with. I, I agree. I don't believe with the, the same system, you know, um, you know, I think that all of us service the same God, whether your God is Jesus Christ, Buddha, Joseph Smith, I don't care who it is, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, it. It's the same God that that, yeah. you know, and I and I, you know, that's my opinion. And, and that's it. You know, it's, it dies there. But but some of the best people I've ever worked with were, were Mormon guys. And some of my best friends still are, are Jack Mormons, what we would call them. You know, they yeah. called themselves. I'm a Jack Mormon, you know which I didn't know was until we were on the road together. But, yeah. um, but you know, it, but, but, I, but getting off that for a second and asking you one thing here is there's somebody that's in your life, you know, that you guys, you know, um, that came to you guys in a, in a need in, in Ramona, at, 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 I believe your dispensary where um, he needed help to bury his child. Um, I want to talk about that when we come back. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. All right. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women the way we lean on our mothers our grandmothers our sisters our friends we're just each other's pulse i mean it's molecular you know listen to the bright side from hello sunshine on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back to 
Cannabis Talk 101. The Bear Flag Group is your white label partners, you guys. They are known to be on time, accurate, and do quality co-packaging. They have been launching brands in California since 2015. And at the Bear Flag Group, they do what they say they will do. Go check them out online at bearflaggroup.com. Speaking of Bear Flag Group, ironic. It's great. We it's had great the CEO. to have <laughs> exactly. Greg Blue was asking you and mentioned about a family that you helped. I don't know this story out in Ramona. First off, let's uh, plug the dispensary that I think you're part owner of. Correct? Yeah, Bear Flag owns uh, Ramona Cannabis Company, and so that really helps us in our manufacturing. Actually, um, little plug, but you know we see all our customers every day. We know what people actually buy versus what people think they buy. We like, we go in, we listen, we. You know, 90% of people in this industry are like, I got 20 bucks. What can I get for 20 bucks? I need to fall asleep tonight. I need to, and they're a plumber. They're an HVAC. They're, you know, whatever they're doing, that's what they're after. And so we try to design products to fit what everyday people need because insurance doesn't cover this. And if you need it medically, it's expensive. And, and you know what, what's crazy is I think a lot of people, you know, forget where we come from and where this industry, you know, comes from, which is the medical side. Uh, I think a lot of people have got, you know, um, cloud it with the you know uh the look of their cannabis or the, the what their tr- their messaging THC is level their thc levels or, or their messaging you know um and i think that it, it's it's unfortunate because um you know we, we were discussing this previously is that you know the more you give the the more you get back you know and and a lot of people don't understand that by you know it, it, you know you help people um you know you tend to get helped and, uh, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's some things that, you know, you can't teach, you know, I think you have to get to learn from, you know, and, and having those kind of actions. And I know that, you know, your guys's team, um, you know, like will stay open on Thanksgiving for an example and, and sacrifice your own employees time on a, on a, on a, you know, holiday so that your patients can get their medicine. It is not about getting extra money. It's about staying open so your patients can get medicine on a day that they're off and they can get it. Because too. people in the boondogs need it too. Because your dispensary's out in the boondogs <laughs> out, yeah, there. No, but, out there. But they need it. Like, yeah, they, I agree. Know, like, I love it. I've been there before. It's a nice place. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know how far people will drive on a Thanksgiving to an open dispensary? Yeah. I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> to get. <there. laughs> Yeah, but it's, you know, like I said, it's it's important, though, that people can get Medicaid to get their medicine and stuff like that. So, you know, with that being said, though, like, um, you know, you guys have a, uh, uh, you know, a driver named Joe. Yes. Right. Yep. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the story of Joe and, and how he came into uh, the, the Ramona Cannabis store? Yeah. So Joseph Flores, he's our driver and he's a rock star. He's on call seven days a week, 12 hours a day, always available, like big part of our team. He, we originally met him. He was a he was a customer. He'd come in. His um, son had Down syndrome. He would come in to get product for his son. Um, and, and one day he came in and he was out knocking doors in Ramona to businesses. His son passed away. He mm. um, had a problem. They put a tracheotomy in. He wasn't being watched at the hospital. He pulled it out and he ended up needlessly passing away there in the hospital. And Joseph, you know, told us his story and was like, "Hey, I, I don't I don't have any money to bury him. I got to get him here." He was, you know, probably a couple hours away at the time. And so, you know, we started a huge drive with our customers and then we matched everything and we eventually got that um, funeral paid for and and where he was able to bury his son right in Ramona so he could be close to him, which is where he needed to be. And then, you know, a couple months passed and he was depressed and down. He said, I just need something to do. Would you guys hire me for anything? And that's when we hired him to be a driver. And... Uh, I mean, that, that's going back now three or four years, and we had our biggest week ever the first week that we 
wrote them a check and helped them. And it just reminded me that, you know, the more you give, the more you get. The more good you do, the better things are going to happen for you. And so we've, you know, even now every month we donate to Battle Brothers with Brian Buckley. Yeah, um, love Brian. Love, love yeah. them. And then Veterans. we also Hemid, do. What's the company? Not Hel- Helmet. HVGC. Helmet Valley. Love those dudes. But the foundation side of that is Battle Brothers. And a lot of people get that confused. Battle Brothers is about helping veterans to be able to access cannabis through the VA. And, you know, Battle Brothers and Brian have one of the few federal research grants that are granted in order to do the research to make that happen. And so then we also, and, and I think that's going to be the best way to get it legalized because if you can do the research and the VA decides, yes, we can give cannabis to veterans to help them with their PTSD and their pain and all the other problems they have, how do you not legalize it? Right. And so it's a great backdoor entry that's out there that I don't think the cannabis industry is doing enough to take advantage of. I think that what Brian's doing and you backing that up by giving them money to help with that is one of the key elements that this whole cannabis has been missing, right? And Blue and I have been talking research, research, research. That's what made me love Brian Buckley because I know that this guy from the first time we interviewed him at our old place, I literally fell in love with him and Blue wasn't at that first meeting. And I like, Blue, me and Chris Franchino were there. We were like, oh my God, he's the best badass in the world, but he's doing so much for this plant and for veterans and for people because once it helps the veterans, it's going to mold over to everyone else yeah. because they'll be able to see how it's helping them and as he should be helping these veterans. And he's got an ear in the White House. The dude can like walk up there to Washington, D.C. anytime. And he's like, hey, let's talk to this. And he's very knowledgeable. I just love the fact that you guys are working. And the bottom line, you guys are both in the San Diego area. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, 100%. It, they are certainly a, a, a great outfit. Yeah. You know, they, they're great, great guys. Um, so, so, so tell us a, a little bit about, you know, what, what your guys' overall plans are uh, for the year. You know, you discussed... Um, a new place coming up. Yeah, you guys are building 10,000 square foot. Yeah, so Kyle Turley's one of my partners. Yep. And so... Shout out to Kyle uh, Turley. Yeah, so Revenant brand. throwing helmets around there, too, yeah, I'm throwing, sure. Throw, we, hey, we're about to launch Flying Helmets. <laughs> well, right? I, are you really? A strain called Flying Helmets. As you should. As that you is should. so dope. <laughs> Who came up with that? Helmet. Did he come yeah. up with that or you? No, no, it's all Kyle. I love him. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's right notoriously known for. That's great. That's, oh, that's it. That's the flying, the flying helmet. Oh, yeah. One thing wait. that's great about Kyle is he's also known for cannabis. Like, yes. I think he's probably more known for that than his yeah. NFL career. Yeah. And his, you know, rock career and all of that. I mean, the guy's done a lot. But, um, yeah, so um, Kyle and I put it together and we have 10,000 square feet. We're just working on the septic tank. As soon as we figure that out, we'll be able to finalize the plans and then we'll have it put up in six to seven months. And we'll is that next door to, to the Ramona location? It's going to be attached to the current building. Gotcha. Right yeah. next, right up, right. The right same up address. To it. Yeah. I mean, new ad, different address. No, same address. So the problem is politics wise. So we have an exemption. Oh, that's if never we, a problem. If we do, <laughs> we can do ten thousand square feet with our exemption. If we attach it to our current building. If we don't attach it to our current building, we can only do twenty five hundred square feet. Oh. So I'm going to attach a ten thousand square foot building to our current small house that we do everything out of. Gotcha. That's going to be interesting. House. It's going to go behind there and, and to the left, I'm sure, because you guys just, own that property too. Just basically too. build just a straight back. Straight yeah. one oh, straight wall back. up. One oh, wall up, okay. just yeah. one wall that attaches, and then yes. you're gone. Yep. And yeah. once we finish that, we're building out a model. I'm doing this with Kyle. Mike Langford um, has, I think, been on the show Good before. old Mike, yeah. yeah good old and Mike. so we're building out a model where um, they want to have a place for veterans and NFL players to come that are dealing with dementia, dealing with um, – early onset Alzheimer's, CTE, PTSD, 
So that's the mental health facility aspect. Uh, we're going to name Revenant House. And then we're talking about a cannabis hotel. And then we want to expand more um, to, you know, have more cannabis businesses out behind that as well. So in Ramona or just in in, in Ramona, right? There. All in Ramona. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Why Ramona? Um, so there's a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, the, the town itself, we have a great relationship. That's partly we donate to the Ramona Senior Living Center. Um, you know, they have a planning group there with 25 people on it. And I think 20 of them are four, three are ambivalent and two are against. And so they've wanted an industry out by the airport for years. It's across the street from a 5,000 foot runway. I bought the business based on political dominoes. Um, we were supposed to close in November of 2021 based on the moratorium we had. And I bought the business before then on a gamble that it wouldn't ever close. And we, within three months, they got rid of the moratorium. The business went up in value. Now the next gamble is federal legalization. When it goes federally legal, we're, we're going to have that huge facility 40 minutes from San Diego, less than two hours to Orange County. And there's not too many businesses that big, that close to the city. And we have a 5,000 foot runway that we'll be able to fly things out when the time comes. How cool is that? Can we, can we use it now? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Well, it can't, it can't, I'm sure it's being done. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's being done. Love what we you're are doing in California. there. <laughs> and, and Ramona, the whole town, it's uh, just outside yeah. of San Diego, just you know, further south of Orange County that we have, not that bad far, about 45 minutes from us, because it's a little inland, a little east uh, of the water, but not too far. Beautiful area. I love the drive when I went there, and the place is so nice inside. Very, very cool. When we come back, we're going to take a break real quick. I want to talk about the bear flag group itself on what people can expect because i know you guys do quality work accurate on time and all that good stuff and we're going to do the high five with you greg it's cannabis talk 101 we'll be right back after this let's break. go make sure you like follow and subscribe to cannabis talk 101 now Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women the way we lean on our mothers our grandmothers our sisters our friends we're just each other's pulse i mean it's molecular you know 
Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? F*** it. Now back to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis Talk 101. Turn your typical into something special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. We got the Bear Flag Group CEO himself in the building today. Yeah. Give it up for Greg one more again. Let's go. Um, Greg, let's talk about the Bear Flag Group because you've helped a lot of big brands that I've seen here. And I'm looking on your website right now, which is very nice. And I see it and I go, okay, I, I read a, a statement from another owner of a brand that says it's great. You guys got manufacturing, retail out there, Ramona, emergency transportation coming soon, cultivation. And then you've worked with some big brands, Easy, Grizzly Peak, Revenant, HVGC. I mean, the list goes on and on. How did you get started with this and what drew you to this from being the Mormon itself to, of course, getting into real estate? I know that's your background there that probably gave you some loot to get all this started because you were a tycoon in that field. But why cannabis? Yeah, so um, I was doing real estate. I'm really good at real estate. I just lost any passion for doing it. Sure. And but, I know the feeling. But you keep doing it because, well, I'm good at it. All right? uh-huh. It's kind of like I had a neighbor that played in the NBA, Greg Ostertag. A lot of people would fault that he didn't put more heart into it. The man loved to fish. He didn't love to play basketball. But if you pay me $7 million a year, I'm going to go play basketball. Let's go. So I can fish the rest of my life. So that's what I was kind of getting with real estate. And so I was, I was like, man, I wish I'd gotten involved in the Internet in the AOL days. And then I wish I'd gotten in Internet marketing in the early 2000s. And then I started, I wonder what out there is like in the beginning to where you can get in business, grow a huge business, and then be like Sean Parker the rest of your life and just try to pick winners, put some money in it, advise people. But you got to get in and learn the industry. Now, I was naive at the time. Right. And I wasn't, and I was like, I thought, oh, cannabis, but I don't know anything about it. And then I got a weird call. Somebody Didn't really called, have a relationship with it until you're after 40, obviously, no, which we'll no, get into. No relationship but, with yeah, it. Didn't, yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't right. know what I didn't know. So yeah. I got a call, and it went like this. And this was a guy who played football at BYU, and he said, hey, I met him at Manwealth in Laguna Beach with uh, Satema Nali, and we got talking business, and he's like, hey, I've got this business opportunity. I need a real estate guy, operator, can come up, look at it. It's in Humboldt, and it's with cannabis. Does that bother you? I'm like, no, it's real estate. I don't, Bring it. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. So I jumped on a plane the next day, landed in Oakland, drove up to Garberville, and met a family up there that has an office right there on Main Street, and they were growers, and it was awesome. I mean, like. I go in the like we hang out at the office and the grandfather just starts educating me on cannabis. He's blowing my mind. Like I, the medical side, I didn't know any yeah. of this, right? And and when I say they were they were a Mexican family from California, like they weren't from Mexico, right? You know, you know the families that have been here forever, right? Sure. And generation after generation up in Humboldt, and he, uh, the son was the coach at the junior high basketball team. So I'm like, okay, this guy's growing cannabis, selling it. He's a junior high basketball coach. Nobody cares what's going on here. Yeah, this is a whole new world. Why does this seem so California? crazy to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just to me. Welcome to Cal- exactly. So then they invite us over yeah. for dinner and they cook up. And the, there was three generations of women in this kitchen cooking. And like, I mean, it was an amazing dinner. And there was 150 plants on the dining room table growing under lights. There was 2,000 pounds in the guest bedroom they showed me. Now, understand at this point, like, I'd never seen 
more than an ounce in my life. Yeah. And so I'm like, whoa, this is like right here on Main Street. So then um, I remember the daughter was dribbling a soccer ball and my daughters play college soccer, but they're driven a soccer ball around a dining room table, like doesn't even notice any cannabis plants there. The, the father, the grandfather's out by the back porch smoking a big joint. They're watching the Lakers game. And I'm like, this is the most normal family in the world. And they're surrounded by cannabis. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. After talking to the grandfather, my wheels were spinning, the medical, the history of it, what happened in the 30s, the Israeli papers. I've got a lot of homework to do. So I go back to Utah ready to do homework. I do a deep dive and I find out there's a bunch of Mormon families in Utah with massive medical problems using cannabis and trying to legalize it so they're not doing anything illegal to actually help their children. Mm. One of them was a family of four. They had the same disease. The oldest daughter died. The second daughter was now falling apart at age 15. Mm. Went from being a healthy child to a wheelchair. Couldn't go to school. The mom got desperate got some cannabis, drove to Vegas, got the cannabis, came back to Utah, gave it to the daughter for two months. Two months later, she's back in school perfectly healthy. Praise and God. you start going, what the hell is going on here? And that just flipped everything in my life. I want in this business. We've been lied to. We've been, we're, we're, Sheltered we're holding the, back the life. There's cures out here. There's propaganda all day around this, right? Yeah. Like, so, but, what? But then it turns out I'm the business guy. This this great family up there had nothing legal. We were going to buy farms from the farmers. Um, they they were worth about $300,000. They needed $50,000 to go legal. We'd lease it back to them. I'd put the 50000 in. Once you did that, they are supposedly worth a million. Problem is they had no way to sell the cannabis because the co-op didn't have a license. And at the time, I didn't know enough about cannabis. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting into a business where I can get in trouble. Like, it's illegal. I'm not going to do that. So went back to Utah, kind of go, man, I got to figure this out. I got, I, I want in. Sure. I don't even, I just, I'm being pulled in. And then the guy called me back and said, hey, I need a COO. I'll pay you 15000 a month, give you 10% of the company. You don't have to raise any money. You don't have to put any in. I just need you to come down here and run it. Monday to Wednesday, you can go home to your family in Utah every week. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah. Boom. So I'm in like three months, found out the guy embezzled most of the investors money i'm out <laughs> i'm back in utah and i'm sitting there i'm watching the show this is us and there's love that show by the way nbc shout yeah out. yeah so bad <laughs> the triplets beth, beth said there's always a window randall we've always been able to find the window and go through it and make this work and my wife and i looked at each other we're laying in bed watching the show i'm like i'm going through this window so I went down and made everybody an offer that they couldn't refuse we wrote an eight hundred thousand dollar check bought out all the investors got rid of everybody involved. We made a deal with the current owner who brought me down there. He's a little mad at me to this day. I said, bro, he said, you're supposed to help me. I said, yeah, I helped you. I kept you out of jail. Yeah. That's what, that's what I did. If you're not grateful for that, that's fine. So this is a crazy <laughs> cannabis story. Cause, um, I made him a deal. You come back with a million dollars by December of this year, December 18th, yeah. you'll be back in the business at 31% and we'll go, but you got to earn it now and you got to make it happen. We got arrested bringing cannabis into Tonga and sat in a Tongan jail for six wow. months. Mm. And he was with the... Almost had that million. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Almost and, got uh, it. <laughs> by the time he got back to the United all. States, it was long past that date. And, uh, yeah. you know, my partners are Kyle Turley, Carlos Hernandez, who played for the Padres. Yeah. Um, was also a partner. He was the only partner from that group that stayed on. And that's how I ended up in cannabis. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this story. That's great. Yeah, yeah man. And then is that, did you buy the Bear Flag Group or did you change the name and make that something nope, different? Nope, I bought Bear Flag Group. The uh, Show Grow was the original owner. Yep. And then when they split up, the C, uh, the CFO of that company got Ramona Cannabis as his 10%. And then him and his partner made a go of it. And then, you know, they, they just got to a point. They were worried about the moratorium. They found a sucker, me, to buy it. Bang. And, that, you know, there are a couple people who even told me, you were crazy to buy that. And well, then you, when you, it went, the moratorium went away, then I became a genius. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you're crazy. You know what's great, though, is that, is that That's an awesome know, story, bro. I'm both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great story, by the way. But, but I think the blessing behind it all is that, is that you know, uh, I get to, to meet people that know you, that have worked with you, that love working with you and your team. You know, you guys have a, a, a great team of people around you. Um, and it's just, it's healthy. You know, you guys have a great operation. And, and it's able you're able to see, you know, that you're helping other people. Um and I, I like it. I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people out here that are struggling trying to figure out how to. Um, and, and unfortunately, I think that some of them have squandered off their money. Some of them stopped paying their investors. Some of them stopped paying their, their, their retailers. Their, you know, you, you know we, and we talk about this. We have that conversation as a dispensary owner. Do you pay back the guys that, you know, that, that, that give you cannabis to, you know, of course you do. If you have that good name, you know, it goes a long way. And, and it's, it's going to separate the, the people that... Um, you know that are no longer with us you know in this industry and, and every year it's, there's new faces <laughs> and i was like well how long are you going to be here <laughs> well you know i just i looked at it last night and right now we've paid our investors over the last 24 months about 700k yeah and i and we're profitable and i think for a cannabis company over the last two years that's so an amazing a lot. story yeah, yeah. yeah. to be profitable it's, it's is great i'm most proud about right now yeah and yeah. and yeah and like i said it's because it, it, we it's the giving it's the taking care of the right people. It's the doing the right thing. And the story what, of why he's what, in it. Well, it's like it, yours, too. Like, very yeah. similar to yours of your dad speaking to you about, you know, right before he passes away, go make it legal, mijo. Same kind of deep re root of, like, why this is so good for so many people that are in this industry. Don't get it twisted. There's some businessmen out there that are, I see X's and O's, and I want to sure. do this and execute that way. Good luck. God bless. Hopefully, well, but when you hear the passion like though. that and you see Greg who goes back to Utah and figures out his own people, because let's just face it, I'm sure that helped when you seen the Mormon folk who were doing it and it spoke to your mind and heart going, my people are using this. I need to get this out to everyone because that, that had to hit home for you because you're a strong Mormon Hard. at the time. And, yeah, And I'll take it full circle for you. My dad, who uh, is in his, you know, he's older, he's in his 70s and he has neuropathy and maybe early onset Parkinson's and take it full circle. My dad, who like is as straight edge as they come, like he has, he's gone a lot of years. Um, Kyle Turley has neuropathy and Kyle Turley's actually active Mormon and played in the NFL. A lot of people don't know that. He's right? still active. He is now. Yeah. Right now. Really? So here's, here's the full circle thing in this though. So my dad can't sleep. He's sleeping like hour, two hours a night. And, you know, you can't keep that up at his age and live much longer. Um, and so I said, hey, Dad, I, you know, I think we can help you. I'm going to call Kyle Turley. And Kyle gave me RSO. I was going to say that. Went through Kyle's the whole thing. Thing. guy. Yeah. And he gave me the whole regimen for my dad, right? And he gave me information. He even jumped on the phone with my dad. And so here I am going to a little town in Tabiona, Utah. My parents grew up in the projects of Boston, and they're now in a town of 380 people in Tabiona, Utah. So we go up there, we give him some RSO, 
And uh, he calls me after two days. He's like, I'm having weird dreams. Like, this is crazy. And I call Kyle. Kyle goes, oh, he needs 500 milligrams of CBD with it. So we get him 500 milligrams of CBD. My dad calls me. He's like, I'm sleeping eight hours a night like a wow. baby. So a couple months go by, and I hadn't really talked to my dad about it. We called. We talked on the phone. I went up to visit him, and I said, wait, like, you're out working on the car. He goes, yeah, I've been out working on it. He's got a hot rod in the garage. He's like, yeah, I've been working on it. What do you mean you're working on it? You haven't been able to work on that in like a year. He goes, oh, I feel great. I said, wait a minute. The RSO, he goes, oh, yeah, I stopped talking, taking that a couple weeks ago. I didn't need to take it anymore. It's just gone. What? Which is wow. the same story Kyle has. Yeah. Think about this. I'm not a doctor, but when you watch someone suffering like that, and it just your own, goes your away. Your father. Yeah. yeah. Your father. And this is, you know, your Mormon father. Same thing, my, my Mormon mother-in-law, who, if you know anything about Mormons, uh, my wife's father was a bishop, a state president. He was uh, a VP at New York Life. He was a mission president for the Mormon church, which is now you're getting up in high, high echelons in the Philippines. And he was a temple president in Hawaii and in New York City. Wow. Um, his wife, my mother-in-law, he's passed away, but my mother-in-law, she had cancer in her jaw and she's allergic to opioids. Mm. And you want to oh. talk about like opioids. Um, this is the other fight. I have a brother's heroin addict. And uh, I wish he was, I wish cannabis was his, his choice. You know, I wish it was cannabis, but it's Is he not. still around your brother? Yeah, miraculously. And he's, he's still, still a hero, he's still partying? Yeah. Yeah, we, you know. So, yeah, no, so no, well. coming back to all of that, you know, here's my Mormon mother-in-law walking around church going, oh yeah, I take a cannabis tincture every night to go to sleep since she had cancer. Put her right to sleep. Yeah. And you know who it took to give it to her? It wasn't even my wife and I. It's the nephew has all the face tattoos. He comes over and goes, Grandma, we're not doing this anymore. You're taking this, and you're going to sleep tonight without pain. She took it, and that was it. So the people, like, we judge. Like, this is the biggest lesson I've learned from cannabis. It's like, you better start listening to people. Don't look like you. Don't act like you. Don't walk <laughs> through the world like you. And I reached the point where, at the beginning, uh, I'm like, I'm all for medical. Makes me want to cry. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm all for spiritual. Yeah. Now I'm down to the recreational part, and that was the last hurdle for me. And I'm like, you judgmental mother trucker. <laughs> Stop judging people because yeah. some people go home at night and they need a glass of wine. Some people, you know, are taking four ibuprofen. Some people, they're taking a hit of cannabis to get through whatever they got to get through. And for you to judge that just makes you a bad person. Yeah. It's something you got to work on. It's an unworkable behavior in your life. Sure. And so once I crossed all those hurdles, it's just been unleashed for me. Like, this is a better solution than drinking alcohol to relax. Yeah. This is a better solution than opioids. This is a better solution than drug addiction. So, like, you know, I got a stepson who works in my business, an amazing human being, but he's an alcoholic. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's sober right now. He's doing great. He's doing his steps. He's working through it. But, like, cannabis is so much better. And so... I, it, that's been the best thing about cannabis for me in my life. You know, Greg, your story and everything, I, I appreciate the vulnerability, uh, the deep parts of everything, hearing what you're all about, and now for people to hear well, this is what Bear Flag Group comes from, yeah. is truly inspiring to me. Beautiful. Like, I, I had no clue of all this. I just thought you were the sexy model that I said at the beginning of the show <laughs> that walks around here looking like this big sexy man of the beast that I'm like, wow, but dude, what a transition now you're from going <laughs> hey dude now i have that serious agape love for you though like like it was just i loved you already on some like oh he's a cool dude but 
that story, man, of coming from the Mormon church like that, because there's so many people that come from different backgrounds and for you to be able to identify the judgmental parts of you and to look at your shortcomings and say this was the last one of my judgmental for recreational use there's so many people out there that are like that yeah and for you to even admit that right now at the end is just it gives me chills man to see what a man that you are and have are so vulnerable to admit because that's the other part that I love about what your story is, is, you know, I looked at it this way and now I looked at it that way. And now we're going to do the high five and see when you started smoking and when it all happened. So question <laughs> number one of the high five with the owner of the Bear Flag Group, Greg, how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where did you get it from, Mr. Mormon? I've never smoked cannabis. You never have still? I still haven't. No way. Have you used it, CBD? Yes. Yeah, so okay, give so you the my first time. first time you I'll use give it. You my first time. Not CBD. You don't CBD. hit this right now. I would call CBD <laughs> Mormon cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cannabis, right? It's CBD. But it still comes from the plant. I mean, it's I still cannabis. So, yeah, I get, it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so don't be so um, judgmental. But you just <laughs> hasn't smoked. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> We're not going to judge you that you haven't smoked. Yeah, still working on it. But so you really literally have I have a first time experience. I just, I don't smoke. So I use cannabis, but I use edibles, tinctures. You know, patches. So, what is your side. favorite way to use that question? Well, hold on. My favorite hold on. Well, first time using it. So first time. Okay. I was with a gentleman at Hall of Flowers like three years ago, and I thought, this is the day. I'm going to take an edible. And he, he gave me a sativa, and I popped it in my mouth. And then we went on with the day. And then we went over. I remember we were talking uh, with someone over at Packwoods. We had a little meeting, and he was talking. And all of a sudden, like, I could just hear music like I never heard it before. And all of a sudden, my foot was tapping, and I'm tapping, and I'm listening, and I'm smiling. And, and the guy I'm with looking at me like, what the heck's wrong with you? And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I, this is what I thought in my head. I'm going to go, I'm going to cross my feet, and I'm going to do a dance spin, right? I'm just going to do a big old dance spin right now. I'm feeling it. And then right about that, I'm like, wait. We're standing here in a business meeting trying to discuss manufacturing. I'm about to do a dance spin. And I start laughing out loud. And finally, they go, what is wrong with you? I go, that edible just hit me, and it's awesome. Yeah. Why am I thinking of that movie with Martin? Or not Martin, but what's that movie? I got the rhythm. I got the rhythm. That's my What was that movie? That white guy that he's living with the black brother. Hey, what's this? What's this? The jerk, I think so, it was, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's so funny. That's a great so story, that's though. That's how I ended up, you know, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Well, question so. number two of the high five, what's your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis or CBD? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, the edibles? <laughs> yeah, it's edible. Yeah. yeah. I just, I've never smoked, and um, being around it a lot as a kid, I just kind of steer clear of it, and now... Yeah. Um, if you yeah. don't need it, you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other ways to use it. I mean, I don't smoke. I use all kinds of other products, but I don't smoke well, either. My podcast is going to be a lot about this, though. Like, there's, in the industry, everybody who uses recreationally, everybody who uses cannabis for a long time, they know where to get it. They're usually chasing deals. And that part of the industry, I don't know how much more it's going to grow. The real growth in the industry is going after people that don't know that you don't have to smoke it, and it doesn't have to be psychoactive. Yeah. I agree and with you that. need this like I, there's a guy in Ramona. I don't do that shit. I said, what shit? Well, that, that stuff you said cannabis and I go weed Steve dope. You're 300 pounds. You're bigger than me and you're shorter. Your back's got to hurt, right? Oh, yeah. My knees too. everything. I go. You should be using cannabis. You should be using this shit. <laughs> and that's my me. message that I want to get out to people. Yeah, that you're I, I like all going to be like cannabis. Yeah, you're all going to be cannabis hypocrites that don't use. You don't know it in the next five to ten years either you or someone you love are going to need this medicine to change your life and the quicker you get educated 
better off you're going to be. I can't wait till it's in a multivitamin where it's just in there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's part, it's part of the multivitamin. And Greg, I'll tell you that the easiest one that I've I've learned is just just tell them, hey, you know, we're from the United States, and uh, you know they've they've made it medical for a reason. Yeah. You know, FDA and, and, approved and medically. Don't, don't get it twisted. There's no way the United States would call it medicinal unless it really had a medicinal value, right? Correct. So, you know, and, and when you tell someone that, they're like, uh, oh, yeah. You know, even, I, I still don't ain't care doing how, that shit. You, but you'll take it from Vicodin, right? Uh, because but, that's know, medically, but, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, you know, you sit and you, you sit with them and say, you know, hey, maybe they've learned that Vicodin um, and oxycodone are, you know, aren't as, um, you know, Good as bottom line, cats that think that way it's because my doctor gave it to them. Correct. You know what I mean? It's it's that it's it's the top behavior, and it's just a shame, but it's it's what it is, and you got to understand it. Well, that's why when you teach them that, though, and you say, "Hey, it's medicinal," hopefully they'll get it. Ting, and maybe you know doctors, you know, so then it hits. They'll walk away going, "That blue motherfucker." And I do agree. I I do agree. I can't wait for the day that doctors are prescribing it, and then it's within you know our whole ecosystem. Can't wait till it's in Costco. Yeah, I just don't want them to alter it and change it, which they will, but like they did to with Marinol. Yeah. yeah, that was a joke. But question number question number three of the high five craziest place you ever used cannabis. Yeah, I just I don't know that I have a crazy place, but I want to create one. This is my ask. I'll use it. I'm going to smoke it the first time with Snoop Dogg. OK, when that happens, we just tell Snoop I'm here. I'll smoke it. Let's go. That'll be the craziest. Well, he's going to come here someday soon. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we got him. We got him right around the corner. Question number four of the high five. What is your go to munchie? Go to munchie will always be pizza. That's for sure. What kind? Uh, pepperoni. Mm. Yeah. I think we should get from some where? From where? Like Papa John's. Anywhere like in the round world. Table, you like round like table? Like round table? Little Caesars? Hey, Domino's is good now. I don't mind If I Domino's. go to Little Caesars, we're, we're, we're getting desperate. <laughs> Sometimes it's a we're call, no, though. When if we're just time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there it is. Blue and I have pulled into Little There's a bunch of people at the office right now. We've got to go. Where? Little Caesars. Right now. Right now. Question number five of the high five. Greg, the founder, the CEO of the Bear Flag Group. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, I mean, that's just simple. My Nana. Oh. Know, the, the love of my life, you know. Nana, after my wife. Yeah. Uh, she's passed or she's with us? Yeah, no, she's passed. She's been passed for years. That's why. You yeah. know, I don't even know if she ever smoked. Yeah, yeah. But why that. her? What did she do that was just that special? That oh, uh, smoking she's with just her. amazing woman. Like the, she's actually the one person in my life that I never heard her say a bad word about anybody. Like if I could make something about me better to be more like her, and uh, you know, I grew up in a family of eight kids. My parents had three kids in three years at eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and I was the oldest. And I spent a good part of my childhood hanging out with her, so my parents could fight and survive. And dealing right, with that all early, of yeah. us, right? So, um, you know, she just was that person who stepped in and made my world amazing. Well, rest well, in peace, Greg, Nana. Is there anything else? Yes, rest in peace, Nana. Anything else you want to, uh, you know, discuss before we let you get on out of here, man? No, nah, man, I just love, I'm, I'm like Ricky Bobby. I do want to thank all of our vendors. <laughs> I want to thank uh, the brands we work with, Gelato, um, big one, you know, Dime, um, Wonder Brat, uh, Elevated Supply with their packaging, I Spire with their hardware, um, just a lot of his governor's cut, the small ones, the big ones. We just we love them all, and and uh, we we wouldn't be able to do what we do without those people in our lives. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing it, brother. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101, and remember this: if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande. 
the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.